What is up, you guys? And welcome back to Sport Champs, episode 16? Something around there. Something like that. I missed one, so I, I'm Street out Street Champs exclusive sports podcast. Got my man Dave. In the cut? You already in know. In the cut, right here in front of me. Got my man Winston. Not here. Okay? Yep. Got my man Derek. Eating fajita potatoes. Chicken fajitas. Yeah. E papas. <laughs> yeah. Pollo e papas. I like it. All right. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back, Dave. Yes, sir. This guy just misses whenever the frick he wants. I mean, in the like the spirit of sport champs, I had to <laughs> attend a Kansas City Chiefs football game in Arrowhead in Kansas Ooh. City. And in doing so, I had... I forced myself to if I wanted to make up my forty hour <clears throat> excuse me my forty hours of work I had to get back on Thursday and then work Friday Saturday or no get back Wednesday and then work Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday mm. so I was able to make the Street Champ show because that was after work but the Sport Champ show not he so missed much it it's okay though it's dude. tough but we had our boy Jake in here That's yeah a, like long time coming. Yeah, so, dude. There's no did sweat great. off mine. Yeah, you did great. You did great. We missed you, though. We missed you and yeah. your Kansas City-ass energy. Bruh, right? I didn't even really talk about that too much except for on the Street Champs. You want to air it out right now? There's not too much that I didn't say on that that like I really want to say, but like a couple of pointers. So like I've been to two in Powerfield, so that's the Broncos Stadium. Um, I've been to two games there, both Broncos-Chiefs games. And then shout out to homie Jaden. Your parents and everybody hooked it up. We had those club level that seats. Was that was fire. But um, that being said, the environment was so much crazier. Like it was such an energy. It was like a concert, bro. Like people in the parking lot when we were getting in were just all like wound up, ready to go. Like it was the the energy at like um, Arrowhead. I would compare to like a college environment, but bigger. Like it was just it was so loud. Like deafeningly loud fucking by the time it was done it took me probably like four days post game to get my voice all the way back just from yelling like i heard i heard it when you got back man dude it was uh it was such a good time it was such an adrenaline rush being there that like when we like got that last because like the game was won on basically on the last play of the game it mm-hmm. was we forced them to like fourth and three or fourth and one or some shit and they had to you go were for probably it. buzzing through that whole thing so the entire time i was attending this guy who was sitting one seat in front of me and then to the right he was a season ticket holder so he was just like tried and true and i was with my cousin tried and true like born and raised like kansas city chiefs fans my cousin lived in kansas city for many years so a lot of family roots but nah that dude had the same energy as me. Like every po- like every first down we got, we were yelling like first down. Like every fucking third down, because like every, you know that um, in Power Field, like you have the like incomplete. Yep. Everyone says it. So in Arrowhead, we we don't have that. Instead, we have it's third down, which a lot of mm. other places have that. We're not unique for having that, but that shit's fun the moments when they like we get like a defensive stop for example like the end immediately after that the fans no hesitation chop just oh yeah doing the damn chop that's tight as soon as we won the game it's like that was like the same energy from when i watched us win the super bowl but instead it was like smaller scale victory but larger scale um 
personal event because I was there. Like as soon as we got that stop, I was like freaking out because what had happened was is um, if I'm not mistaken, Friermuth and Devonte Adams collided. They're, they had yep. they both had crossing routes, and Friermuth was supposed to like trip over. He was each supposed other to hesitate so that Devonte could just lead. If I have to assume, and um, whatever miscommunication, we were fucking roaring. You know what I'm saying? They're calling their audibles. Snap the ball. Homies run into each other. Ball goes into no man's land. No flag, and then immediately like immediately the whole arena erupted in the peak loudness of the whole game and i remember when it happened that dude immediately like looked back gave everyone like fist bumps and i was just screaming like we won the fucking football game we won the football game like all hype it was oh my goodness and this is one game that dave is talking about raiders chiefs Chiefs took the dub 30 to 29. This was Monday, October 10th. Yes, yeah, so we've at Arrowhead. We've lost since this game took place to the Bills, which we'll yes. get to that. We'll get to that when we get Good to the game. games. But that being said, just the getting to see that live was insane. Like when I saw um Mahomes the first time, he did the left-handed pass to Tyreek that was like when Von Miller was chasing his ass, that shit was huge. Mm. And then second time I saw him in Denver was the time he dislocated his kneecap, which was tough. But we still got the dub both times. Fucking, I've never, like, I've only witnessed them win every time I've been to a Chiefs game. So there will come a day that I witness a loss. But that being said, I just can't wait. <laughs> Dave's going to all cry. Dude, <clears throat> I, I, to speak he's going to be it, all sad. To speak of it, one thing that um, my, we had like a, like a personal family issue because I was going with my cousin. And then uh, he had an issue involving like his, his um, baby where the baby got like hurt and the baby's fine now it's okay like had to get a cast on its leg Damn. Of, but that being said he almost couldn't attend the game so there was like a good four hour segment day of the game where i was under the impression that i was going to that game by myself that so would have been lit it would have been lit but it would have been so lonely lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was like all these like stars aligned for Dave's me all, they just kick in the field goal Dave's all <laughs> fucking nice dude fucking right yeah here. I, I made friends with every single person sitting around there That's was cool excuse me there was like two raiders fans like nearby i talked about on the last pod like one dude he like almost got like jumped by that season ticket holder because we were down 14 nothing and that guy was talking shit and it was just not the time <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that at era yeah but all right getting past all the crazy shit <laughs> how much would drinks though um, I honestly don't know because... How much was the pretzel? Hold on. I paid for parking, which this was uh, bullshit in and of itself. So I paid for parking because I'm like, parking is going to be ass if we don't buy it ahead of time. Parking was like $50. What the fuck? $50. And then when you get there, they give you a, a, an assigned parking area, it says on the thing. But the area that it's assigned, there's no signage to find where the fuck that is. So when you pull into Arrowhead Parking, bro, you just find a spot and commit. That's how it worked. That we did, we parked in a row that wasn't even a row where like at least thirteen plus cars had already just decided this is a row now. So we're, <laughs> so we're there. And like I missed kickoff. You guys made a row. We were a little late. I missed kickoff. Kind of what sad the about fuck? That. Well, my homie was my cousin lives in St. Louis, so he was driving. He had a four hour drive to Arrowhead, and he had to pick my ass up in Columbia. So two hours cousin's on the way. Cousin's fucking up. Cousin's fucked up. It's cool though. He All let right? me wear his. Come fucking, on, cuz. What's good, dude? On my Facebook, you can see it. I, I wore his signed Willie Rofe jersey. Willie Rofe used to be a blocker for one of the tackles when, like, Priest Holmes was the dude. So, like, that's sick. I got to wear that. But it looks like a fucking cape on me. You look like a me. homeless person like in a that shirt. in that yeah. fucking photo. I'm, like, wearing an extra large t-shirt. But, nah. It's such a good environment. I can't wait to do it again. I'm doing this every fucking year. Like, I'm doing it again. Do it, dude. Do it. Let's go over the rest of these games. Yeah, now let's that go we're over the modern games. That's a week removed. <clears throat> That's one re- one week removed. Let's talk about these week six games. Let's get it. 
Uh, we had the Commanders taking out the Bears 12-7. We had the Jags losing to the Colts 34-27. Close game. Uh, we had the Bengals beating out the Saints in a 30-26 close game win. Um, shout out Joey B, both of our quarterbacks. Shout out Joey B. And I, when I say close game, I mean in the end, the score is close. Narrow. Okay. okay. <laughs> just, just You know what I mean? There's so many nitpicky people out there that I need to say that for. The Falcons t- beating out the 49ers of a surprising win, 28-14. to 14. Bro, I got Mariota <laughs> since Wentz went down. Wentz yeah. was my bi-week quarterback. I, I was only going to use him one week when um, Burrow was gone. <clears throat> Wentz is down. And I, I looked over at Mariota, and he's averaging like – not a lot, but he's averaging more than any other free agent quarterback in my league. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll run with him for at least one week. Fuck it. Yeah, dude. Fuck it. And truck it, you know? <laughs> we had the Vikings beating out the Dolphins 24-16. The Seahawks taking out the Cardinals 19-9. Bird game. Brr. Um, The Eagles beating out the Cowboys 26-17. The Eagles, dude, you called it at the that, beginning of the year, man. I they said are looking they don't, Stack. they don't look like the Dark Horse no more. They look like the front runner. Yeah, dog. Like, it's looking They're scary. the only team in the NFC right now that I feel like, is, barring injury, yeah. is a shoe-in. It's, I mean, A.J. Brown is looking good. Hurts is MVP candidate right now. Like, yeah. It's, you know, they're doing great. They're doing great. What, what else do I have to say? The Giants beat the Ravens? Bro. 24 to 20. Saquon looks like he's That's what I'm saying. He looks back. Saquon looks like he's back. Saquon, yeah. Like, he's, I don't know, like, scary. Yeah, ZZ's a Ravens fan. He's yeah. Pissed. I feel bad in a way for Lamar because other than, like, a couple of costly, like, game mistakes because he's, like, he's had three games where his team was up by, like, 18 points this season <clears throat> and lost them. And, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to put a singular blame on the, anyone, but yeah, I just, I just feel like Lamar's balling, and he's like some of those wins don't reflect on. I him. mean, he's doing great in fantasy. That's what I'm like, saying. Yeah, he's doing great in fantasy value. Uh, Patriots beating out the Browns, thirty-eight to fifteen. I kind of, I seen that coming. I got Stevenson, coming. the running back. He's been going the fuck off since he yeah. took over for Damian Harris. So I'm loving it. Nice. That's what's up, dude. I mean, the Patriots just going through these running backs. Um, the Buccaneers losing to the Steelers, twenty to eighteen. Didn't expect that. That was one I didn't Kenny expect. Kenny fucking Pickett, man. Who knows? Like it's he's any given Sunday when it comes to yep. these guys. But that being said, the Bucks look like Brady especially looks down bad. Granted, he's got the most outside of football drama in his bad. life. I think he's ever experienced adversity wise. His wife's leaving him, so, so I don't. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> that's not. Don't uh, blame him for shit. Exactly. So if he. It is what it is, bro. It's like, stay up, King. Stay up, King. You still the don't goat. let her take you down, bro. You still beat my team in a Super Bowl, but you're the goat, bro. Yeah, man, you the goat. Uh, the Jets destroying the Packers, twenty seven ten. Dude, tell me what? why. Hold on, tell me a why three score game. Tell a three me why score the lead. Both New York teams right now, <laughs> the Jets and the Giants, have a combined record of like nine and three. Wow. The fuck. <laughs> and then, like, think about Wait, this. What? Like, the this year has gotten such an unpredictable start. Like, a good example. It's, it's a weird a year. A good example. Like, okay, like we haven't weird gotten year. we haven't gotten to the Broncos yet, but Russ is having a down year. Geno Smith is leading the league in completion percentage, and they're top. What the fuck? And the fucking Seahawks, who lost Russ, are right now currently tied for division lead. What? Yeah, who expected what? that? Yeah, no one expected that. We're a third of the way through the season in the Seahawks with G- Who expected Jonathan Taylor to be doing terrible right now? Dude. Derrick Henry. Mm, he's hit or miss right now. Like, 
Um, it's kind of weird to see. I don't know if the statistic's still true, but as of last week, um, shout out Josh. He told me this statistic. He said that the leading um, fantasy running back this season at that point last week, um, the amount of accumulated points that they have up until week five or six or whatever is the lowest that a top-ranked fantasy running back has ever had in the history of fantasy. Damn. So that means if you got running the best running back great. this year, he's having the worst best year ever. In the history of the league. God damn it. It's a down year for running. It's legit. Yeah. Like, it's noticeable. That's so crazy. But get re- get, get to the rest of these games. It was the We talked yeah. about the Jets and, oh, and the Giants. You just Jets went, and Packers. So the Jets spanked the Packers. Fucking The Rams beat out the Panthers. No surprise. Yeah, no Baker's surprise Baker's about there. to lose his starting job to Sam Darnold. The Broncos. That was... Losing to the Chargers. Another okay, so, sad loss. I wish my Broncos brother was here with me to mourn the loss. Okay, so here's here's my Fuck, piece, and dude, this isn't we're not even looking good, man. You're gonna be surprised, I think, with what Fuck. I'm about to say. I wanted the Broncos to win that game mm-hmm. because I think that the only threat in the AFC West right now to the Chiefs winning the AFC West outright is the Chargers. I think they will win enough games to be in that conversation. I don't, no offense, I don't think the Broncos or the Raiders will, barring injury. So that being said, I was rooting for the Chargers to get as many L's as possible. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting there watching this game as it rooting for the Broncos. It's so this, hard to Russ, root for them right Paul, now. Russ gives you 10 for 10 in the first quarter. This man, right? Like, We're that, looking good. at the end of that first quarter, I'm like, oh no. Russ is back. Like this is Let's this go. is this is why they paid this man. Russ is about to go the fuck off. Like this is all the seeds of a great Russ game, and that is all she wrote. That That's quarter. it. He went for the rest of the, uh, the rest of the game. What the he, fuck he happened? Went like, he went like five for thirteen on completions, and like it just I don't I don't know what to don't do. What I don't happened. have like a finger to point or blame. The right? only thing what I know do? I know for certain, and I, they talked about this on Undisputed with Shannon Sharp. He was saying that. You guys fucked up by putting all your eggs in the we think we're going to go get Aaron Rodgers basket because that's why you got Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett was the quarterback coach at fucking Green Bay. He wasn't the offensive coordinator. He wasn't like he wasn't necessarily a next head coach to be candidate, but Aaron Rodgers said how much he loved being around him. He made it a joy to be at practice all the time. So it seems like Nathaniel Hackett's job was to like as um Shannon Sharp put it was to make Aaron Rodgers laugh. God he, damn it. So now you have this dude who without <laughs> he probably wasn't What? I don't know if he was I I, I can't say. I'm not the real true tell teller it's a little of this, extreme, but, but as it sits I get now, it. as it sits now, based on play calling, I think a lot of people agree that he's been very questionable and it seems as if Fuck yeah, it was he, terrible. Was he good enough for the job? Because like I said, if you guys don't think you're getting Aaron Rodgers, <sighs> I don't know. do you go get the guy that Aaron Rodgers hyped up? Is he your real best candidate? That I don't know. I'm completely speculating right now, but I just I don't know, like, Russ had some moments where he, like, had his tight end sitting right in front of him. He just had to throw it to him, and then he's going to get... Like, he got Dolchich that fucking touchdown. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Throwing it to the tight end. I'm not saying you have to feed your tight ends, but there's moments where Russ, his eyes defeat him or something. Like, Jerry Judy is a beast. That You have a lot of good receivers there, Cortland Sutton, that are all going to get open. Your O-line is questionable, and you have a lot of injuries. Russ isn't seeing any of these... Open receivers, though, yeah, bro. Yeah, there's too many pictures as it stands of some dudes there's who are just wide many. open. There's so, like, too many so far. 
It just <laughs> Russ looks bad. He's looking bad. And I don't want to like. Good. I don't want to throw it in your face because I. I'm, what is it? What do you, you elevation? What the fuck is going think, on with Russell Wilson? I have no. I have no excuse. The only thing that I know that could be better is play calling. But like uh, he's play definitely calling, playing yeah. through injuries. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. and you notice the when play he, calling is definitely like a fucking D minus. And then on on top best. of that, like I agree that. Melvin Gordon has been a, a super liability with fumbling. Yeah. Super liability. And he, but, he was all talking. Did you see? He was like, oh, I want to go, go another team. Like, bro, can you hold on to the ball? So, like, I, I agree. But, like, between you have Boone, who's your backup? Because Murray, or you guys went and got Latavius we got Murray. Latavius. And Latavius Good Murray pickup. is a decent backup. And when you get these fresh set of legs who are game backs, they typically will look like a fresh set of legs on the football field. So more power to him. I want him to do good. He's a little long in the tooth, but it's like... He doesn't have that elite running back in front of him. I'm just like, if I'm the Broncos, it's like, do I risk Melvin Gordon fumble trouble with more certainty in his running ability? Or do I... Do I um, do I get rid of the fumble trouble, assuming with Boone and fucking Latavius Murray, and you can give them more looks? It's just, it's hard to know. Williams like, going down hurt us bad. It, it hurts you big because he was like your guys' RPO bad. threat just went from like like a let's bad, say a four bad. out of a four out of six to like a two out of six bad type dog. vibes. Yeah, I don't dog, know it was bad. It was bad. You had to, you always uh, have to put a linebacker on him for the threat that he's getting unless he's unless he lines up wide. If he lines up wide, then it's that's a different story. But it, like, I just I don't know. Like, I feel bad because I I as a Chiefs <laughs> Fuck fan, you, dude. Well, no, I mean, I as a Chiefs <laughs> fan experienced such mediocrity oh, my whole life. We always had a fire couple couple of players on the team on either side of the field, but we could never put it together. And so, like, and it all there with and it all came back to Chiefs lanyard. It came back, yeah, I got that at the stadium. It came back to quarterback woes. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I'm enthusiastic that my division rivals are like struggling because they're the division rivals. But like, as a sports fan, I just empathize really hard with <laughs> with fans sucks. who are it's going th- they're going through it. And you deservingly so. The, the the Broncos have an expectation of greatness. Because that's what they've done. Yeah, and it we've just we've a, a been greater in the, expectation than the Chiefs to be one hundred. The Chiefs just, just in, got good like ten years ago. If we've, that, we've been in the dark years and we've been in the years of no offense for so long that we thought with getting Russell Wilson that shit was at least going to change a little bit, and it, it hasn't at all. I, Fuck, a, dude. I mean, I mean, Winston. We're like, I'm not, I don't want to put words in Winston. Drew Lock did better. He was I, doing better at this point. I don't want to put words in Winston's mouth. So, like, I'll have, Fuck. I can have him like, like speak to this if he cares to. But he said in the immediate reaction to the Broncos losing to the Chargers in overtime, um, his exact reaction was, "I had more fun last year with Teddy Bridgewater watching on Sundays." Same. So. I, again, I don't want to put words in his mouth, uh, and I don't know if he still feels that way or if that was just a hasty heat of the moment comment where he was just really upset. So like, he's not. Te- he's Teddy not, was doing better. With he's not this. asking. He was. He's not asking you to go get Bridgewater back by any means. But no. that, that being said, it's Russell like, should be better. Yeah. G- okay. Like simply put, Geno Smith should not outplay this man. No. <laughs> simply, simply put, and that's what we should end it on. Yeah. Let's, Bills, Chiefs. Okay, that game was great. Fuck off, dude. Okay, that game was great. We lost. No, you I'm can't still... just go from trashing us. To we both fucking... lost. I can talk about us losing enthusiastically. Well, say say that you guys suck for a sec. Okay, but the, let's start <laughs> out. With my He's su- not gonna say I'm my just Super Bowl I'm just pick for the year was um, for the AFC was the Bills, and I don't wish that over the Chiefs, but like we got to see toe to toe 
the best two quarterbacks duke it out in the league and it was it was fun it was crazy and bro we lost by one possession and i'm just gonna call it like i see it we played josh allen with three rookie corners three and two of them the one down the sideline or two of those sideline touchdowns were both against um jalen watson who's like our seventh round draft pick from division two and i'm not trying to belittle him and say that like oh he deserves to get beat no hell no He's a beast. He got the pick six against um, Herbert when we won against the Chargers. But re- regardless, fucking, you, you're meaning to tell me that Josh Allen only put up 24 against three rookie corners? Yeah, but, hold, but, hold, but why? Whose fault is that? Who? Who's we have injuries. The, okay, I was going to ask. Who's hurt? Like, who, yeah. why? Um, Fenton's hurt and Duffy's hurt. Both. Um, I don't know what Fenton's going with. It's like a quad thing. And Duffy got put on IR after week one, and he doesn't come back till I think, week seven. So next week, See, I See, now how much better are those men compared to your rookies? Irrefutably better. Irrefutable. They're the starters. I know they're the well, no shit. They're the starters. There's an entire training. I guarantee if okay, so like if we had Trent McDuffie because Trent McDuffie was the one who was really down, our first round draft pick. Um if we had him just alone against the fucking the Raiders that we beat by one point, we we win that that game by ten easy because the big breakaway plays were one on ones with Devontae Adams like lined up against one of the rookies. Now, granted, Trent is a rookie himself, but there's a difference between a D1 Division One draft pick and a D2 Division or um or a D1 or sorry D2 seventh round draft pick. You know what I'm saying? I know. I, all I all I want I just brought that up because mm-hmm. don't make don't reside on the rookie cornerback thing because we had a Sertan that did great in his rookie season. Sertan's you know a I mean? beast. Yeah, I mean it's different. Yeah, I mean we're talking about different animals if you really. But still, you know. But do you like? The thing, if you look at it, your team, like we got Josh out. Do not discredit Josh out. I'm not discredit him. He outplayed us. No, but I'm saying he only put. I sound like a fucking like I'm from Buffalo or something. The man only put up 24 points when 75. I honestly expected to hire. Yeah, 75 percent of our corners, that our starting corners were out. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So like that is results I can look in the mirror and accept and live with, and I can accept losing to a good team, especially right now. Because as it sits now, Josh Allen hasn't beat us in the postseason. So, like, it sucks now. Last season they beat us in the regular season. But it was a great game. We didn't look like we didn't belong. It was a fucking back-and-forth battle. Mahomes threw some picks that really hurt. Yeah. But we live with those results. You know what I'm saying? I don't consider that, like, a heartache. I just consider that, like, we got beat. Yeah. And I, again, I wanted to flip and throw it and be like, well, why didn't you guys fucking score more points? Well, you're facing the best defense. Their de- yeah. yeah, their defense is yeah. good. Like, <laughs> best defense in the fucking, yeah. So. And our run game was abysmal. We ran the ball, I think, 18 times. We threw the ball, I believe, like 40. So, like, when yeah. you don't establish the run, which we clearly yeah, didn't did that not. whole game, yeah. you, you're you one-dimensional. Was, I mean, your safety, the safety's Blair in the corner. was having a hard time. Mm-hmm. It sucks. And then... um mckinnon jarek mckinnon looks like our best running back on those games because it's like he's patient like isaiah mm-hmm. pacheco his biggest gripe is he'll head, he'll headbutt too. the tackle because he embraces contact he's weird he mm-hmm. did get a good broken tackle in that game that was cool to see i guess but whatever Alaire, Alaire is short and so his vision is impaired a little bit sometimes and then mckinnon he's patient so i'm liking mm-hmm. what i'm seeing i like it i like it and i think we should go over these next games yes. for week seven week seven tomorrow as we're filming this, this is actually Thursday. being filmed on Wednesday um, because we have a busy week. Um, the Thursday game, Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. Saints versus Cardinals. Who you think? I got to ask for just for <clears throat> Thursday. 
Um, who, who are you taking for that one? Just for third. Cards play. look fucking lost, so I'm gonna go Saints. Yeah. But the thing that sucks is cards do look lost. I used Cincy's defense this last week in fantasy because it's like I had a notification that said that um they were gonna put in Andy Dalton for the Saints because Jameis Winston was getting benched. So I'm like, oh, they're putting in a backup. I need. I'm gonna pl- put. The, and then Andy Dalton went off. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna play the defense that plays the backup. So Andy Dalton and fucking Taysom Hill went the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know it's fucked up, and like I had Andy the, Dalton all out of nowhere. I have the Bills defense, and I'm I'm I don't like playing against my team in fantasy. I avoid it. Like, yeah, I even avoid if it's it a, too. unless like I played Devontae when he played the Chiefs because I have to. I'm trying to win, but yeah. regardless, I didn't want to play the Bills defense against the Chiefs. Cause I'm like Chiefs going to score, defense going to lose points from that, and I don't want to bank on the defense taking advantage of mistakes from my offense. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I didn't play them. Fucking, they did better. You're like, what the fuck? I should have played him. Did you? Okay, well, all that being said, you win or lose? I won. Nice. Four and two, baby. That's what I'm saying. Hey. Hey. Four and two club right here, dude. Right here, dude. In two of my leagues, I'm four and two. And that remember remember that good team that I had on that one league? Oh, and six. But I had to play myself last week, so that kind of sucked. Nah. I was like, well. This is I was like whoever I was like whoever's gonna fucking do it and then that 0 and six team literally dropped like no points. Well it, they're not they're just not doing good. D. Henry's not doing good. Like they're just all shitting the bed all consecutively at the same time. And it's a good team. It's a good team. It's crazy. But let's keep going over these games. Saints Cardinals, Thursday. Buccaneers, Panthers, Lions, Cowboys, Packers, Commanders, Texans, Raiders. Chiefs, 49ers, Steelers, Dolphins. Yeah, what do you what do you think? 49ers? I mean, the 49ers just took a big L um, against the Falcons. So We should beat them. Yeah. Especially considering the Broncos beat them. Mm-hmm. But um These all these games are happening Sunday that I'm naming. Sorry. We I mean, the Chiefs could lose that game because we're just we're weird when it comes to playing some like unformulaic teams, especially like teams that are run heavy. Because of the, the let's face it, the 49ers are run heavy. Mm-hmm. Like so, it, we'll see. I have to assume the Chiefs should be good favorites for that. I think, I think they're playing in Levi Stadium. I want to say because I think it's an away game for the Chiefs. I think it's mm-hmm. at Niners. So we'll see. Um, I'm confident that we'll win that game, but it wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past the Chiefs to like blow a fucking 14 point lead type shit. Take our right. foot off the gas pedal. What we'll about, see. What about Steelers Dolphins? Who you got in that? Um. I, I think I two is back. Two, mm, if two is back, I, I would favor the Dolphins. But until further notice, I, right. don't, I don't even know. It's when it's yeah, backup it's versus backup. I, I learned the hard way that if you bank on the backup shit in the bed, Andy Dalton and company will go the fuck off. And you know the Dolphins wide receivers have been really taking a hit without Tua. Yeah, the thing that Waddle's not doing it right now. I think Waddle got hurt. I don't know if he's is out. He hurt, hurt I don't now? know if he's out. Out, oh, shit, but I'm like have to look into it again. I want to say he was like questionable type shit i and think then, he did get her last game and then um tyreek like i love tyreek man i'm so happy that when i see that he's like making good good games he's going off like he's proven to everybody that he's also like he's that dude Elite. he wasn't he wasn't just a product of the andy reed system i'll forever wish him to do good except when he plays us mm-hmm. <laughs> so that being said it's really like i played against him on fantasy which fucking sucked he dropped almost like 30 points but i still won so life's mm-hmm. good life's good dubs your rave speaking of dubs ravens versus browns the ravens have <laughs> they, no they have no excuse to lose that game. yeah they have no excuse at all falcons Bengals. it's gonna 
that that's could be a, game. a good game. That could that's be. A fun- I was about to say that's like the sneakiest good game that we've because, probably read off. Like I said, like Mariota's playing silently decent. Joey B is playing just a barely above what we know he's capable of. Yeah, barely. Like just barely. one notch. So like, I don't know. And like to be one hundred, like every week I stare at Joey. All right, fucking, I stare at Joey B. I'm like. You better do good, bitch. Do I play you, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, are you going are you gonna get four fucking picks? Like yeah. against the Steelers? Like <laughs> all random, huh? I don't even know what's going on. It's a I feel like I feel like this is kind of a, a down fantasy year, like top to bottom. It's a weird year. Like for sure. If you think about all the draft picks who went in the first t- average first ten picks in PPR leagues, the only dude who I would say who was probably in those top ten who's playing at top 10 level with points he's earned, low-key might be Cooper Cup. Mm. He might be the only dude who was drafted like top five who is putting up top five numbers. Because I bet you if we looked at the top 10, it's going to be weird. It's a weird top 10 right now, I bet. Other than like like fucking Josh Allen leading and passing, that's not a surprise. I can look it up. I can look it up. But regardless, let's go over the rest of these. Who are the Broncos play? Are they on a bye week? Giants, Jaguars. Jags, that's gonna be a game. That's a game. That's a game. Colts, Titans, Colts defensive um, game. Mm, um, I don't not know. Really, the Titans anymore? Actually, never I, mind. I don't know how I feel about I mind Matt that. Ryan. Matty Ice hasn't won me over in Indy yet. But that being said, one of my one of my best friends, Rubio. Shout out Rubio. He's a big Indy fan. Rube. So I always root for the Colts again, except when they play us. <laughs> so, like, I just want to see them do good. So we'll see. They beat us, which sucks, but. That's a sneaky game right there. It's a sneaky game right there. I need Derrick Henry to go off. We play the Jets. You, oh, oh. Yeah, oh. I know. Y'all with are either going to win Brees that. With Hall going off and goddamn, dude. Dude, y'all are either going to. better win, dude. You're either going to hold that offense to like less than 200 overall all-purpose yards or y'all are going to get beat by like 13 or plus or more. Chill out. Hey, like I gave you guys defense top five credit. I said you might hold them mm. under two hundred all-purpose yards. All right, now I'm looking at these uh, PPR wide receiver rankings. Cooper has kind of talking one about are up there. And honestly, I'm like looking at them, and I'm like, mm. looking at it, the top ten. I can kind of see all of these top tens. Maybe a few not it's like being Cooper in Cup, these top Justin 10s. Jefferson, Jamar Chase. No, so Tyree we have Hill, Jalen Waddle. First place, Tyreek Hill, week seven. He's yeah, not surprised. Week seven, second place, Jamar Chase. Not surprised. Third, Devontae Adams. Not surprised. C.D. Lamb, number four. Mm, I sh- should have thought of that. Didn't think of him because he's getting a he's lot of getting attention. A lot he's of getting attention targets. Right that, that boy yeah. getting targets. Especially with uh, Dak back, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Debo Samuel, not surprised. Five. Amon Ra, same Brown, number six. Ooh. That's a surpriser in there. Not, that was the kind of like, hey. I'm not that he's surprised that he's top ten, but I'm surprised that he's above who the next names you're about to say. DK Metcalf. That is the only reason that that's a surprise to me is because of Gino. I, I had no faith in that offense getting yards. And Gino Smith is putting yards, boy. Michael Pittman Jr., number eight. Michael Pittman Jr. plays Indy. for the Indy. Yeah, yeah, he's their best wide. That, that he makes, is their best that wide. That makes total sense. This one is a little surprising. Well, yeah, it's a little surprising for me. T. Higgins. Not at all. That's that's Joe Burrow. I mean, for me, it's surprising because the two two wides in the one top team. ten. No, one the, team. The best wide receiver impressive. room on one team is undeniable. For this week. The of fucking of course, this is this week. Jalen Waddle, number ten. Yeah, I knew. Okay, so okay. none of those are. The yeah. only shocker of that list to me, um, um, Amon Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. And I'm not shocked that he's on it, just his placement on it. If he would have been Number 10, six. I would have been a little bit been like, wow. And then um, Cooper Cup's not on that list. 
Cooper Cup did not make the list. And let me let me let me continue it for you. Cortland Sutton, number eleven. Mike Williams, Bronco Gang, Charger Gang, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper. Keenan Allen is on that bitch, and he's missed time. Right? Think about that. <laughs> right? This man has missed a couple he's, weeks he's good, in dude. his top fifteen. Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, DeAndre Hopkins. He's not even, dude. He didn't make top twenty. That's why sounds, is he not in the you top said DeAndre twenty? Hop- that doesn't sound Where's right. Cooper because Cup? DeAndre Hopkins hasn't played yet. Uh, he's back. He's back from suspension this week. I this, think is this, his, his yeah, first week, week seven. Yep. Damn. Why is Cooper Cup not on this list? Is he hurt or something? I don't think so. I don't see him. Regardless, We're, he should be up there. Um. Let's look at these quarterbacks, though. These PPR ranking quarterbacks. Josh Allen quarterbacks. has to be one. He's leading for yards, at least. He has to be number one if he's not number one. Mahomes, I think, is like fourth. This is for this week. Uh, remember, this week. I don't know if they're cutting off or what. Lamar Jackson's number one. Justin Herbert, number two. Patty Mahomes, number three. Joe Burrow, Dak, Geno, Kyler, Tom Brady. We're missing somebody, right? Josh Allen. Yeah, why isn't he These up lists here? sound wrong. This is on ESPN's fantasy football. That might week be who, seven they ant- the, who they anticipate. Rankings. The guys you should put. Oh, maybe in. they're in buys. Bye weeks. We didn't look at bye weeks. I don't wait. Even... No, we just read off the games. Regardless, I don't. See, who's the buffs playing? Mm-hmm. I don't see the buffs. They might be on. Bye. They might be on a buy. I think it's the bye week. Is I what think, it is. Yeah, it is because I have Dawson yep. Knox and he's on a buy. Yep. I had to put in Evan Ingram. Okay, so yeah, so let's read over this one more time. Lamar Jackson, number one. And then we're going down. Against Justin, the Browns. Justin Herbert. I don't know who they play. Um, Seahawks. Oh, yep. Patty Mahomes, number three. Niners. We, we play. Joe Burrow, number four. Dak Prescott, number five. Geno Smith, number six. All righty. Hmm. What a guy, huh? What a guy. Kyler Murray, number seven. Tom Brady, number eight. Tua Tagovailoa. Loa. <laughs> Number nine, Derek Carr, number 10. Hmm. Aaron Rodgers, Trevor Lawrence, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, and then the list. Oh, right. Yeah, man. Uh, it's I mean, looking at that, it's kind of a weird year. Tom Brady sitting at eight. He's having a shit year so Shit far. year. Aaron Rodgers at 11. What the fuck? Russell Wilson at 14. The fuck? You'd think Jared Goff would be doing better than 17. Um, Something that I just remembered kind of... Um, hypothetical football news. So this morning, the news came that Travis Kelsey, they restructured part of his contract and they, they, they created like almost $4 million in cap space and they converted that part, a portion of his contract to um, like an incentive or a signing bonus so that that re-ups the cap space and he doesn't lose a dollar. Mm. And um, the reason that that is considerably important is because as of right now, the, um, the OBJ um, trade rumors are starting to hit. And so... Why else would a team try to make some cap room in the middle of the yeah. season like right now? It's possible we're going after someone completely different, but you couldn't tell me. And they asked Kelsey his opinion in an interview. They're like, "Hey, are you? Do you think they restructured your contract so that you could get um, Odell Beckham?" And he's like, "I mean, that's not why we did it, but that's not not why we did it." You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> he didn't. Not, not he didn't. Con- did he's it. like, "I can't confirm or deny that that has anything to do with it." So. How fucking crazy would that be? It'd be insane. OBJ to the Chiefs? Post I don't want nothing to do with that. Post sir. surgery um recovery <laughs> bullshit, but regardless? No, I don't want nothing to do with that, sir. I want everything. I, I have to play against that bullshit. I want that smoke, bro. <laughs> Let's you know what? 
I think it. I think it's time, dude. Now it's time to talk MMA. Oh yeah! Right at the top, we want to shout out our homeboy, five our and motherfucking one. sport champ, five and one, five and one, Jacoby Jones, big getting toe, big toe MMA, getting the goddamn choke strangler hold, boy. Got the rear naked out the back. Got the fucking sleeper deeper, dude. Our boy, okay. fucking big brothered homie. All right. He said, All and right. it was a little shaky at the first, you know, a little shaky. But that's what a fight is about. I told him, yo, you have to get experience, man. That's a point. Mm, and that's what he's a point. That's a point that he made on our uh, on our pod. He talked, um, Jacoby, shout out Jacoby, saying, it's like, I don't want to leapfrog too fast. I'm trying to get all these all this experience. So like, he knows where. He's like, learning. he just he has such a good work ethic and such a good head on his shoulders for this shit. And he's yeah. so so prepared that like, I just. Sky's the limit. I can't wait. I'm going to be cheering you on every step of the way. Can't fucking wait for your next bout. Who knows? Maybe if we're lucky, we can get like a fight announcement right. in this bitch. It's it was going to be some time. But. It was going to be all dubs for the boys at Factory X. It was going to be all dubs. We had Jacoby getting the rear naked joke finish. Brandon Roy Vile's fucking fight got canceled. Oh. Right before the fucking fight. So he didn't get to fight. Um, and then we had Jonathan Martinez. Taking out Cub Swanson via fucking leg kicks? Nice. Nasty. Nice, dude. I felt bad. Way to do it with style. I felt bad for Cub. Yeah, me too, dude. I get hurt, man. Fuck all of those. Fuck all of those. But uh, we did wanted to say at the at the top, shout out to Jacoby, man. Yeah, go check the interview. You already know. Go check out that interview that we just dropped, man. Go check it out, man. Do you have any fight news, dude? I think we should just... Let's just jump into the card, man. Let's jump into UFC 280. We don't got Winston here. You know what I mean? It's a Wednesday night. Your boy tired. Let's just fucking jump into this card right away and talk about the card. Like crazy. Um, or unless you... What, what you got? What you we got? can talk about that card that just happened. There wasn't a oh, lot... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we have to lot, go over that. Yep. wasn't a lot to talk about, in my opinion. Let's go over that first. But let's Alexa go Grasso, she got the dub. Um, She got... Like, that was the main event. Her, her win was... Definitely, like it was definitely all her. Like no one denied she won that fight, but the fashion in which she won, she was that was supposed to be a title eliminator fight. Where if she won in good fashion, that was her next fight was for the belt. Yeah, she didn't win in the most impressive fashion. So I mean, now, she dominated, but but now from what it stands as it stands, you have to assume the UFC's next bout for her is gonna be like a guaranteed title eliminator because like winning solves everything, and you can't deny this girl on a win streak. And they let's face it, they need girls for these bouts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is, but. One thing I did want to talk about from that bout. Especially for Flyweight. I'm trying um, to find it. What was his name? Um, hold on. Let's go from top to bottom, though. Or okay. bottom to top, I mean. Even though we already hit Alexa Grasso. We had Mike Jackson getting knocked out. That's in exactly. First. What did I tell everybody? That's exactly what I wanted to what talk did about. I tell, what did I tell Bro, you guys last week? His, what had, did I say? He had broken. I, was, I wasn't here, but he had broken teeth. Yeah. That was guys, devastating. What did I say last week? I said Mike Jackson is going to get finished. You, Dana I doesn't like it. him. Dana only signed him to fight CM Punk once, and then he talked a bunch of shit about who, the organization. Why is he in the UFC? I forgot who he is. Like what? He he fought CM Punk. No, but why? Who is this guy? Jackson? Yeah. Like from what? Think, why did he fight CM Punk? Why because did they gave him? him like a three-bout contract so that to attract him. They gave him the fight. They wanted him. They really wanted CM Punk to steamroll him because they thought he would be an easy win. He turns around and beats CM Punk. They're like, fuck, what do we do? Uh... 
Fucking Let's feed him CM to Mickey Punk's Gall, the guy. Because if CM Punk would have won, CM Punk's next fight would have been Mickey bomb. Gall. So Fucking since bomb. he couldn't get Mickey Gall because whatever, they're like, I guess we'll give him this Jackson dude. Because Mickey Gall looks like he could be a marketable product. Mickey Gall steamrolls him. Wasn't even close. And then I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this was the last, if I had to assume, the last bout on his contract. And all the UFC wanted to do was just fulfill that bullshit. Get him out the door. This is a Mike Jackson one, two, and one no contest. Bro, God damn it! He got it was that it was, was bad. It was bad. That was damn. I mean, they they fed him to a fucking wolf. They didn't have to do that. Like that was fucked up. Yo, Pete fucked that guy up. I All didn't right. even watch the fight because I forgot the fights were happening. I got the notification of the knockout, and when I went and excuse me, I watched the replay. I was just like, God damn, that mm. didn't even. He did not belong in there with him. Like. That like there's one it's one thing when you have a game fight and a flash knockout happens. This was an ass whooping. Ass whooping. Like he just backed him Beat up and just was ass. just like and you heard it, bro. It, it was, was one minute and thirty three seconds. It was so loud. The punch impact was just like I felt like, bad for Mike Jackson. I mean, I did too because it's an embarrassing knockout loss. And he, like I said, the they said he had like broken teeth and shit, but. I mean, you signed up for it, big dog. Mm. Like, right, right after that, we had Tatsuro Tyra choking out, or not even choking out, submitting CJ Vergara. I'm pretty sure it was armbar. Yep. Round two, four minutes and nineteen seconds. This dude's twelve and zero now. Twelve and zero. What the fuck did I tell you guys about taking the flyweight under two and a halves? Flyweight under two and a halves don't fucking miss, dude. They do not miss. Okay, so motherfucker. Bet that also, shit. Also, God, man, um, I've said it so many times on the show. Tatsuro is not only twelve and zero. This man has only been able to legally purchase alcohol for one year of his life. This man is twenty two years old. <laughs> it's so crazy. That's dude. These there's so much crazy talent. Like we've talked right. about the new that like the first true hybrid, which they called the hybrid, was Rory McDonald, the dude who when he decided he wanted to do MMA. His head placement was, I want to do MMA. I will train MMA. And we got to see what it looked like when a homie just, he didn't start on one discipline and then transition to MMA. He trained the whole spectrum to where he, was he a super expert at any category? No, but he was pretty fucking good at everything. He was a great striker. He was a great grappler. He wasn't like goaded at either any of those talents, but point being, this is another example of that, that this new batch of MMA fighters who decided from day one, I'm fighting, I'm training MMA. You know what I'm saying? And you know the crazy part about that is, is you aren't, you're not training or you're not establishing an inherent weakness. So these phenoms that we're seeing, like Sean O'Malley, this fucking guy, you know what I'm saying? All these youngins, this is the the future of MMA. Like, it's not even close. (laughs) Facts, dude. And they're all going to be good. And it's all accustomed to Dana White Contender Series. Dana White Contender Series is kind of fueling all of this it's platforming these these next generation good word word. right after that last fight we had women's straw weight battle piera rodriguez taking on sam hughes piera remaining undefeated man will you continue reading off of these finishes i got my mom calling me a few different times so hold on sounds good it's all good let me scroll Dun, 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 dun. So yeah, Piera Rodriguez, she improves to 9-0. She beat Sam Hughes. That was a three-round decision. It went through to its entirety. Um, one thing that um, I'll have Rick uh, uh, elaborate on is one thing that I thought was interesting watching her. She looks both physically and fight figure-wise pretty similar to Amanda Nunes. And now when I say Amanda Nunes, I'm not trying to say she's straight like goat woman fighter status yet. That's not the case. But that being said... 
She was a heavy-handed hitter. She bit down on her mouthpiece. She threw mean hooks. She didn't shy away from danger. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about her. She just was a brawler. She's got a bright future ahead of her at 9-0. I don't see what is next because I don't know her current ranking. It's not listed, but I have to imagine UFC is going to throw her a bone. The next fight we had after that, I'm going to butcher these names. Please bear with me. But we had a first-round submission. Um, um, Joe Anderson Brito. With, it doesn't even say what the submission was, but two minutes and two seconds into round one, he submits Lucas Alexander. I'm not too familiar with either of these fighters. If I'm being entirely uh, honest, I wasn't that aware of the fighters on this card going into it, so I didn't really pay the closest attention. So I didn't. I was loosely watching. I was kind of paying attention when I heard like the the announcers yelling from a finish. So that one I kind of snoozed on. Following that bout, we had a middleweight. It was Nick Maximov. Versus Jacob Malkoon. And Jacob Malkoon wins via decision. Three-round fight. Sorry about that. It's all good, brother. Um, yeah, I didn't expect Malkoon to win. Okay, so... I said last week... One thing that I, I had mentioned to while you were away... Well, I'm not supposed to, but... <laughs> so um, I'm going to backtrack, and then we'll go back to the Malkoon fight. But um, when I was watching the Piera Rodriguez fight, I was saying, and I just mentioned this prior, I thought she both physically resembled like her her look and her fighting style to like a very like raw Amanda Nunes. Yeah. She was throwing heavy hooks, biting down on her mouthpiece, kind of going into those firefights just trying to like I'm going to get the better of you and she's 9 and 0, so Regression. like who knows what her the UFC's going to throw her next but at 9 and 0, that's a little bit of momentum to work with. So her negotiation for her next bout's probably going to be top 15 maybe. Big maybe. maybe. It just it just depends on what her fight management wants for her as well as what the UFC's offering and where they meet. But I think Bright future. At 9-0, sky's the limit. You're going to ride that wave until you lose or whatever, until you get a like a fight that's just going to give you a fucking fight of the night bonus. Because let's mm. face it, that's what all fighters are itching to get. Right. But um, They need that shit, honestly. I talked about, briefly, because I mentioned I didn't really watch these bouts, but the Joe Anderson Brito versus Lucas, Anders, uh, or Lucas Alexander didn't really watch that fight. Mm. He won in round one, two minutes, two seconds. Nick Maximov, like we were just saying, lost to Jacob Malkoon. Decision. Yeah. Over that one. And then um, the last preliminary bout was Mana Martinez, another decision versus Brandon Davis. Yep. Brandon Davis of 14 and 10 now. And then once we get on to the main card, dun dun dun. We had two, oh man, we had two banger fights that were temporarily canceled. So first one was Oscar Oskarov versus Brandon Royval. Shout yeah, out Royval. I said that at the beginning Fucking, of this segment, man. One of Jacoby's training partners, yeah. teammates. And then I didn't even know this bout was planned and or canceled, but Neil Magny versus fucking D-Rod. Yep. I didn't even know that was a scheduled bout, but that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so they, I think it's postponed. D-Rod getting later. a, after the whole D-Rod having to fight, um, um, what's his name? Can't think of his name. Asian homie. Uh, Li Jingliang. Yeah, thank you. Forgive me. He um <laughs> after fighting him, they both took like no damage. So I get the quick turnaround and getting a fight offer right away, as well as Kevin Holland's fighting Wonder Boy. Like I get it, but canceled. Excuse me. Those would have hands down. Both of those fights would have been my most anticipated fights on this card. Fortunately, we lost those. Yep. Going to light heavyweight, and then fucking Alonzo Menafield getting it done Dude, in ninety eight seconds. That was a scary knockout. Ninety eight seconds. Serkinov is not. It's not on it's that. It's not. Menafield's scary. I don't think he's going to be in the UFC anymore. I think Sarkinov's gone. Yeah. It sounds four like he's straight just, losses. He's just eaten. He's a journeman. I think at he's this gone point. knocked out three out of four fights. 
Poor guy. Four losses. Hey, welcome to the UFC. Here's your welcome CTE. Yeah. Alon- I mean, Alonzo Menafield's not the man to fuck. That guy that is terrifying. That's a terrifying a two- man. That man cuts a, prob- a decent amount of weight to make 205. It has to. He's probably cut north of 15 plus pounds. Dude's gigantic. Probably more than that. Fucking terrifying. So then... He's like a mini Alistair Overeem. So, um, moving on, uh, it's it was really nice to see Rafael Asuncao get a dub. Rafael he Asuncao... It. He needed it. It was a decision win. Until until this dub, the last thing that he was in the zeitgeist of MMA was just when fucking Cody Garbrandt grabbed the cage, baptized. <laughs> that was the last time I think That's anyone... That's the last time I remembered the, him. He's fought and lost since then, ironically, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he needed this but fight th- really that bad. was. Like, it was good seeing it. I thought he was going to retire at the, at the end of the fight because he was just getting real sentimental-ish, but, mm-hmm. like, he didn't. I mean, he's been in it for a while. He's in his 40s, man. Yeah. Like, it is what it is, bro. Time, you were 28-9. Like, I don't think you have what's left in the tank for a title run because the the, the I the mean, path, just the level. The path the to level the title is game. people who have either beaten you or it's all fucking, like, there's no walk it's in just, this part. The game has passed him by, I it, think. It just And is, honestly, I guarantee him hearing that, like, if he fucking heard us saying that he'd be like fuck you guys but still it's, it sucks to say that I there's don't, a lot it's deep he's in a deep ass fucking division he beat victor henry for the record i didn't mention his opponent forgive me but it was a decision when all three rounds where i was really proud to see him get a dub was really anticipating him retiring not because i think he needs to but it is what it is mm. i mean you sign up for it i can't i can't knock it but <laughs> moving on this is honestly a fight i was really excited about jordan wright versus dusko um tour uh Todorovic, sorry. Um, middleweight, it ended at TK round in the second, or TKO second round. This fight, the whole first round, Jordan Wright emptied the fucking gas tank, tried his hardest. And he looked like, if you had fucking Herb Dean Did in that bitch, thing, I don't know man. if he was the actual ref or not, forgive me if he was, that could have been an Herb Dean stoppage type shit. Like, he was just, <laughs> the dude was intelligently Teen defending off. himself, but he was just eating him. Yeah. Fucking eating him, like, man, I gotta get woken up, but... And then he was so tired, and then the second round, he just got fed with a bunch of body shots. And it wasn't body shots that were, he had nothing left, and that shit just, it, it adds up. And he just Fucking became too vulnerable, kept eating, and eventually got, like, dropped and TKO'd. It was what it was. It was a good, quick little fight. It ended three minutes, 12 seconds in the second round. Nice. Um, Dusko Todorovic, winner, TKO. Um, moving on, Komain, we already kind of... Humored this. Jonathan Martinez versus yes, Cub Swanson. Dude, those leg kicks. I mean, what, what do we have to say other than mad leg kicks? So, Cub Swanson <laughs> was making his bantamweight debut. debut. So, he's always fought uh, higher than that at One, featherweight. Yeah. So, featherweight. 145. And this was the reason this was a big deal is because this is the first time he went down in weight and he was really um, he was hesitating doing it. But when he went to this doctor that was like a nutritionist where He's trying to gauge like how healthy he could cut weight to what position. Essentially, he, the PI. Yeah, how can I cut or how much weight can I cut and still not compromise my shit? Allegedly, so they told him like, oh well, some of your teammates have an even unhealthier weight cut than you would to make bantamweight, and they do that on their career. That's their established fight weight, so you're more than capable. You, you wouldn't really be too compromised. So he figured, I've always been faster than all these featherweights. I don't know if because when you go down in weight, speed goes up. It's a causal. It's like a relationship. Like when weight goes down, speed goes up. It just it is what it is. You can move the limbs faster. So he figured his speed would translate, and it speed had nothing to do with it, my guy. There's <laughs> n- there's no amount of leg kick check training 
that you can do that's ever going to make your shins prepared for that shin-on-shin impact. Sure, that last one, he was like flailing on the ground, bro. If you check a leg kick properly, it hurts the person throwing it a lot, but it still hurts you. It still fucking hurts. It still hurts you a lot. It's not like a foolproof tech. So that being said, that that was devastating. Fucking, and like all that being said, um, Jonathan Martinez, he trains with Jacoby. Mm-hmm. Jacoby has to deal with yeah, fucking leg yeah. kicks. Jacoby has to deal with these leg kicks, dude. Big dog. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you like, get this in the gym all all the time? I would hate to be Jacoby's That's, legs, dude. I'd be like dude, dealing with Jonathan Martinez, I'd be like, bro. If, if you, if I'm Jacoby, I'm like, yo, if you kick my leg one more fucking time, <laughs> I'm going. I'm gonna Michael Chandler Benson Henderson suplex your ass. Like, <laughs> oh my <laughs> assuming god. Assuming that it goes down like that and they're sparring, but nah. That's a, if that's what I would do if I was Jacoby, bro. I'd fucking tie him up, bro. I, bro, bro right. the, I would not let him create distance I mean, yeah, for I know, any reason. Bro, we ain't striking. Any reason. I, we, I ain't striking with you. That's what no, I'd be like. I'd be like, I'm not striking with you, bro. Get near me or get away legs from all me, bro. Fucked up. Walking all fucked up Fuck like a penguin. That. I I feel bad. Um, yeah, I'm that out. being said, what's next for Cub Swanson? I don't know. Yeah, he's I feel in like a tough he's, spot. He, I feel like all that's left in his career, depending on I don't know where his fight. Um, I don't even know if he has another. If fight. I was him, I would dip out the UFC and make some money fights happen, some like, prize fights, and then just dip out in the subset. True. Subset. I mean, Excuse yeah, me. go go get you a fucking Jake Paul card bout, yeah, and then go yeah. live it. But that being said, go beat up some YouTuber. Dude. That being said, I don't know how many bouts could be on Is this that contract. Disrespectful to say no. I don't think so. I'm just saying, go get your money, dog. That's what Nate's doing. Yeah. I don't think anyone's being disrespected to do what Nate Diaz is right like, finna yeah, do. I w- it would be cool to see Cub Swanson. Like, yeah. Dude. What would you do, Cub Swanson, BKFC? I'd be scared for him. I would be scared for him, too. That's just, do I think he can hang? Yeah. I think the, the, when you have these super good UFC turned BKFC fighters, I think they have the overall fight pedigree like advantage because they're like i feel like they've had better adversity in the ufc they've had better everything in the ufc i think none i don't think there's very many bkfc fighters who can walk into the ufc and have a good run there's some that probably could and some that are former ufc that could go back and do it but i think that it's good because it's like you're the best athlete in the room but everyone has a game plan until you get punched in the face dog and bare knuckle is bare knuckle that's that's gritty i wouldn't i just i don't wish bare knuckle upon any fighter that i care about yeah like I'm happy. It's rough. I'm happy when they go do it. Like Greg Hardy, he was in a pickle in his UFC contract, so he goes to be at KFC. If I'm not mistaken, he's already won or he's got about whatever. Ben Rothwell, same thing. I'm real happy for these dudes because I don't want their careers to end on terms out of their hands. I want them to go out on their own terms. But bruh, like I just mm, that's just nerve wracking to me. <laughs> that's just you're just asking to fuck your face up, bro. Yeah. Like name a I don't know. BKFC is yeah. blood sport. Well, since we're talking combat sports, how about Dana White starting his new slap fighting thing, huh? I don't know. And actually, before Here's we here, back. throw me this back. And actually, before we before that. we touch on that, let's talk about Alexa Grasso. Yeah, let's give her her justice. Like I said, so they thought a lot of UFC analysts and a lot of people thought if she can go out there and get this dub in impressive fashion, in marketable fashion, give us a little baby highlight reel for our pay-per-view, she's getting a title shot. That was yeah. what everyone thought. That's what everyone considered. That's what everyone wanted. She fun, or she won in a not-so-entertaining bout. It is what it is. I mean, sometimes dominance isn't the most It isn't pretty. Yeah, it's not yeah. always pretty. But she won, which is the important part. So her, her trajectory has not necessarily changed. But it seems as though that the UFC is not going to give her a title shot now it seems as though they're going to give her a if i had to imagine it was it would be a marketed title eliminated about this one was 
silently that because it's like hey like bitch if you win and like it's cool like you do a good job titles but now it's we're gonna we have to back into the corner of winning solves everything to where she can't be denied so mm. i don't know what her fight team's thinking i don't know what ufc's thinking she might get the title shot and we might not have much to think about you know what i'm saying they might just give it to her you never know if they don't have someone who, doubt it if they don't have a contender that they don't think they can market or they don't think will say yes they got it they're gonna call somebody you know it happens they got to call somebody. And I don't mean it like she's... We'll uh, see what happens. She's man. deserving of a title shot, but it's just they want they want performances, and that wasn't exactly what they wanted. Yeah. Not exactly what they wanted. I do have something that we do want, though. Or, may, or honestly, no. Let's let me sw- Let me change the segue. I do have something that we probably don't want, too. Let's get it. Dana White slap fighting competition. Yeah, I don't know how I fucking feel about that. My thing is like, you can't advocate for CTE no more. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't. This is just diet CTE. This is, no, it's work. It's fucking CTE extra, dude. It's the ones where they just stand there it's and they straight. take turns slapping until someone yes, sleeps. bro. Like, you, because the thing is, like, MMA and boxing and combat sports, you credit yourself on having really good defense and not being touched. I mean, Mayweather made a career off of it, right? There's mm. no defense in this. You're just yeah. taking fucking shots to the dome piece. Freestanding, dude. That's just yeah, CT central. CT central, bro. I can't speak on it as to why he Yikes. would do this. It is what it is. Yikes. I, I mean, you're probably going to squeeze in like some old veteran fighter or like some veteran like WWE. Like imagine yeah. you can't tell me you wouldn't tune into a slap boxing with fucking the big show. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be fine. I'd be there. You watch there, Homie do his Shrek hand wind up with the powder, or even like, oh, oh, what? How fucked up would Dana be if he starts putting in like, Dos, not not Dos Anjos, um, fucking like Dan Henderson versus fucking Junior Dos Santos? No, you know the in f- the slap fight, you like like people that have already been in the UFC and no. established themselves. Now they're just giving each other CTE. First person that I thought of when you said this, the first like UFC turned slap boxer that I thought oh of. Oh my god! The very first one I thought of. Fucking Ben Rothwell, big country. Oh Roy fuck. Nelson. Oh fuck! Imagine taking a gun. Roy Nelson. Him. That boy got his traps are big because they support his fucking belly. You know what I'm saying? Dog. That dude was he barely ever got dropped. Slap fighting. I'm out. I like. I don't. I don't know think. I, I don't think it's gonna last. I don't. Yeah, this seems like some rough and rowdy niche shit. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna last. But they said this about UFC when it first started. Maybe. I don't know. If, so. if I'm Dana, I would have been a little bit more enthusiastic, as corny as it sounds, if he would have fucking started his own boxing something. Why? Really? Because we could have got some boxing bouts. Maybe. Mm. But I don't. I know he doesn't want to sustain a new thing. He doesn't want to have... Slap new, fighting's easy. You just come here well, and slap each other. And yeah, I don't think know, slap fighting... It's easy. But I don't think any of the pay of the slap fighting is going to ever entice ufc fighters to be like well i'm switching oh. careers what like, would you do is the slap fighters start making more money what would you do oh man oh man I don't oh know. man it'd be hard for me not to start rooting oh, for like bellator at that point. yeah yeah I'd dog like, that'd be so like, fucked fuck up ufc bro yeah that'd be so i was sean o'malley up. fighting piotr yawn and fucking you got this this trucker you pulled off yeah, yeah. somewhere out of indiana who just won't sleep because he's still High off of fucking dick pills from the 80s. And he's slapping a guy that gets too thick to train, so he's in slap fighting. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, like, he's too thick to train. He can't fucking... Yeah, oh, man. It's now, if Dana competes in it, I'd be pretty enthused. 
Damn. You want to be Dana winding up against like Dana versus Tito. Ooh, ooh, that just I I'm not trying to tangent. Just remembered. Did you hear that they announced that there's the uh, a rematch between Tito and Chael Sonnen? And the rematch In is what? T- it's this like first one of in like underground jiu-jitsu it, no if i'm not mistaken a fight? It, it's supposed to be about a fight an on, mma fight yeah if i'm not mistaken it's an mma fight but it's on like a card where it's like one it's like you remember when oscar it Dale, switches out remember and, oscar de la hoya yeah. did that one event where it was tito versus fucking chuck liddell yeah something like that but not oscar de la hoya it's gonna be like a one-of-one promotional deal if i'm not mistaken i was vague, your money vaguely Whatever, reading dude. about it but like I'm down. They hate I mean, each other. Do it, dude. Chael do is, it. Chael is... I think Chael wins the fight. I mean, Chael lost the last time they fought in Bellator. Yeah, but Tito got slept by fucking Anderson, dude. Yeah, Andy, Andy put those hands on Tito. <laughs> he, put, he put those... Dude, he fucked Tito up. Tito... He like, fucked Tito up. Head bounced off the rope yeah, shit. Dog. Million dollar baby shit. Tito... Tito got fucked up. Who, who knows, but I'm all for it. I'm all fucking for it. After um, Chael's slowly but surely beaten those battery cases when that dude, those dudes talk shit to his lady in Vegas. Yeah, I got Chael. Um, Chael is one of the most American men on the planet. He's a fucking street champ through and through, the American gangster. He, dude, he's him and Nick Diaz invented fucking talking shit for an MMA fight. It's not even close. Ugh. Not even fucking close. Another um, fight that got announced today. I forgot the date. I think it's um, it might be like March. No cap. Um, Leon versus fucking um, Marty three. Oh fuck! In dude. London. Yeah. Who takes it? Ugh. I mean, uh, I think Kamaro gets. I don't. It back. I will never I'll ever put money ever Kamaro ever bet against Usman. Usman yeah, was winning every second. Of, mm, he was getting. He lost the first round. Lost he got, the first round. He was winning that fight until he he is is that shin just <sighs> grazed across his face. Yeah, I think Usman does it again. I don't think that happens again. Yeah, I don't think he. I think Usman takes his ass. And I like I like um, Edwards. I like Edwards a lot, man. But yeah, Leon, I just, Usman's just in his prime. He's too. He if eating a head kick says nothing about. You as a fighter, yeah. Like when DC lost to John Jones, we I mean, all his we all, chin, but it didn't even hit him in the chin. Like, hit him like in the it's fucking, fucking forehead, forehead. Yeah. dude. Yeah, it's like getting hit in the face of the bat. Like, like when DC lost to John Jones, and then it turned out because the head kick, and then it turned out John Jones technically tested positive, whatever the circumstance was. <laughs> DC went back, fought for the title, and didn't lose. Like barely lost a round the entire absence. That's a steady reminder that like the greatest of all time. Can get can eat a shin and get knocked the fuck out, and that says nothing about who they are as a fighter. Their ceiling did not go down a notch. There's no, I don't care who you are. You eat a fucking head kick. That's the most devastating single strike you can throw. That motherfucker devastating, bro. So Uz, Uzman's like Uzman's prime pound for pound ship. Like everything does not sway a single like octave in my mind. I think he just ate the one strike he couldn't. Mm. And that. Is a crazy. I'm glad that you told me that. That's a good fight announcement. Mm-hmm. And in London, I'm looking forward to it. It's in Dude, London. The London. Do you know a date? I, I guess. Let me check on my phone. I want to say it was March, if I'm not mistaken. Like a hot minute. March. Okay. Yeah. That. Yeah. That, that seems right. That seems right. And honestly, we're kind of we're going a little going a little little little. So I'm gonna start while you're looking for that. I'm gonna read off some of these prelim cards for t- this weekend. These prelim fights for this weekend for UFC 280. Um, and a- as you're watching it, we're talking this weekend. Um, 
First fight on the card, man. And again, guys, this is an early card. This is a very early card. So honestly, we should probably... Fuck. Now that I think about it, we... This... I'm going to try... We're going to try and drop this episode early before, like, 6 a.m. I'm down. Because it's an early fucking card. The prelims start at 8 a.m. Saturday. And the main card starts at 12 a or 12 p.m. So, yeah, early card. We're gonna as you're watching. I mean, when you guys are watching this, you guys have a few hours till the fights. So let me read these off for you. Carol Rosa taking on Lena Landsberg in the bantamweight division. We have Mohammed Mohaev, eight no, taking on Malcolm Gordon, flyweight. I mean. Mohaev is like a minus 1,000 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would probably either pick up Mohaev under under one and a half. I mean, on yeah, I would do... Honestly, just par... Uh, he's like minus 1,000. It's hard. Maybe Mohamed Mohaev via double chance victory. Uh, parlay that up or something. Or this fight, parlay up to not go the distance. It's definitely not going the distance. <laughs> Uh, one Malcolm Gordon, 14-5, and five, and then Mohamed Mohaid, undefeated 8-0. Right after that, we have Armin Petrosian taking on A.J. Dobson in the middleweight division. Right after that, we have Abu Bakar Numagomedov taking on Jadzi Omar Godzev. We have one Abu uh, one Numagomedov, 16-3, and three, and we have Godzi sitting at 13-1. and one. I got Numagomedov in that one, if you ask me. Right after that, we have a featherweight bout. Zubera Tukogov taking on Lucas Almeida. I actually don't know. I don't have a pick in that one. I do know Lucas Almeida. I'm pretty sure I have seen Zubaria fight or Zubera. Um, but yeah. Right after that, man. The, the, now we're starting to get into the stacked, the stack stack for uh, all you casuals out there. Vulcan Uzdemir taking on Nikita Krylov. You guys do not want to miss this fight. This fight is definitely not going to go the distance. I would honestly put some money on this to go under two and a half, maybe under one and a half. I would probably make it safe with two and a half because you never know with with these guys. But honestly, yeah, I don't see it. Krylov is a finisher, dude. Krylov is a finisher. So is Uzdemir. Um, but I would put my money on Krylov if I was picking one of the two. Uh, Muhammad Muradov taking on... Uh, Kai Baralho. Kai is an active guy, man. He likes fighting. But we got a Muradov sitting at 25-7. and seven. I don't really know who to go for this one. This is a middleweight bout. I kind of want to look into the lines. I'm not going to do it right now, but I would look for that fight to not go the distance. But actually, I could kind of see it going to the distance. We, we see Kai doing it. Um, right after that, we have a welterweight belt. Bilal Muhammad taking on Sean Brady. Bro, that's like the that prelim, is, prelim. That's why it's the feature prelim. The, that fight, that is a U, and o That's a UFC fight night main event right there. Yeah, it is. That's how it good is. this fucking card is. It is, dude. Muhammad versus Sean Brady. That like both of them, I think, literally are coming off of UFC fight night main event victories. I think so, dude. My thing is, oh and man, Brady who wins? Is, who wins? So who like, wins? It, the thing about this is, no one Bilal's wants good. No one wants to touch Bilal because Bilal is just keeps winning. He's a grind. Dude, he's a, he's like a grind. He's he, like Khabib. He's a dude who basically deserves a title shot in the in the, in the in the scenario he's in because he had that weird whatever with um Edwards. But besides that, he's just 
like floating under the t- like the title reigns. And that being said, right there, Sean Brady is just this dude who just keeps winning too. That's like, and he's he's making it ugly. So it's like these are two fighters that no one wants to fight who have nothing, who are a victim of their own success, and they have to fight each other. So like, this has title eliminator. Like, not I don't think the winner of this gets the title shot, but the the winner of this has got such he's a trajectory. In a good spot. It's yeah. And if Bilal wins, he I think he's in a position, especially if he wins in a good fashion, where he can he can call out the title shot and say like I think I sh- I deserve to wait, and I wouldn't be mad at him. Mm-hmm. Does he want to? I don't know this, but this oh my god, this fight is a fan fight of the night written all over it. Fight of the night, and honestly, I can see it going all five rounds, but then I can see it being finished. So I think it's I don't just three because of the prelim. All three rounds. Excuse me. That yeah. being said, I, same. I I, same. I don't see either of them getting TKO'd. I see it just being just Honestly, I would, put, I would put my money on over... If over you want to be half. risky, if you want to be risky, over two and a half. Uh, or the over one and a half. Maybe parlay up a over one and a half on that. Yeah. That would that would be a good parlay up. Because I know Bilal can last two rounds. I, I know Bilal can last two rounds. Even if it's against a 15-0 Sean Brady. It's Bilal Muhammad. Um, right? I mean, we're on main card shit now. Caitlin Chukagian taking on Manon Floro. Uh, I mean, I got Chukagian. Yeah, by she's a beast. I got Chukagian by decision or submission. One of the two. Um, I do not see her losing to uh, Manon Furo. Is it Furo or Fira? I think it's Furo. I think it's Manon Furo sitting at 9 and 1. Caitlin Chukagian 18 and 4. Just wow. Killing it. And she's coming off a win as well, the dominant win. Um, right after that, we have Benil Darush taking on Matthias Gamrot. Dude, Gam- uh, this, this is this another, is this, this is, is another fight where I'm like, this could have been a fight night main event. Because yeah, easily. Was, D- Daryush, I don't know who I got. Darush, after he fucking, this like, is- big brother, Tony Ferguson, has been in, he's, every fight he's had since that, which, like, he's had fights fall out, cancellations and everything, I really feel for him. So, but Gamrot? Is no fucking shot, no and he has so much momentum. One loss, twenty-one and one. These are this is another one of those scenarios where it's just like these are two dudes that no one wanted to fight, so now they're fighting each other. Yeah, yeah. God damn, it's like Daryush Daryush has t- is a title challenger written all over him. He is, and this is this is either Daryush's um con- uh, confirm or con- uh, what am I trying to say? It's either we're gonna feel conferred in Daryush and knowing that he's the title challenger that we all saw him as if he wins, or Gamrot's coming out party, and we're like, this yep. is Gamrot's title contention party. Mm-hmm. Like this, you can't convince me that the winner of this fight isn't getting a title Probably shot unless it's a snooze fest. Definitely pick up an over and one and a half. It's lightweight, over two and a half on this. What? Or sorry, it's, it's lightweight. lightweight. So mm-hmm. like, um, like Chandler is about to fight fucking Podier, so that's got big title ramifications. But like, if this fight has a more entertaining winner, that's all Dana White needs to see. Right. So this has total title ramifications written on it, all over it. Mm. Daryush wins this. He's undeniably next title contender. If it's, if not the winner of Podier Chandler. Especially Gamrot's good. But Podier Chandler's a regurgitation. Like, it just all comes down to who produces the most entertaining bout, and that's who we're getting. The reason um, Islam Makachev got the bout is because that that, that dude's unfucking deniable. Mm-hmm. Winning solves everything, and that boy don't lose, so we're going to see it. You don't lose, man. We're moving on. <sighs> moving on. So excited for this fucking card, man. To another person that doesn't lose. Sean O'Malley taking on Pewter Yawn. Another fight night main event worthy fucking bout. That, in the old UFC days, bro, but the pre um, ESPN era, the pre pay per view model that we have now, when they didn't feel like they needed a fucking belt to have a pay per view, that's a pay per view. Yeah. 
Easy, that, easy, that is, easy. And then again, take my money again. I was excited as soon as they announced it. Piotr Jan wins. It doesn't necessarily do much for him because he's taking yeah, a lower ranked dude. Unless he wins, this in is a, a giant step up for sure. But Shuttle. if if O'Malley wins, it, it's it's Sizzler. Sizzler. He's, give him the title shot. Take my fucking money. Yeah. If he big brothers this dude like he wins all of his fights, just distance him and just just feeds him. Oh, I. Dude, O'Malley is I don't see it happening though. The closest it's I think scary. the closest thing yawn. I think we've ever seen Peter Yawn to the uh, the McGregor hype. Yeah. The, is one Patty Pimblet. Yeah. Patty Pimblet hype, no offense, over O'Malley hype, but O'Malley is our closest American equivalent we've ever seen. Yep. Patty's got all of the United Kingdom on his back. Fucking we got O'Malley with the entire United States on his back. Shout out O'Malley. He has to do this, bro. <sighs> Well, that, he doesn't. He doesn't have to. Honestly, that, if he loses, he'll be fine. That, but like, O'Malley either wins in get, uh, under oh. two rounds, or that fight goes the distance. Those are the only two ways yeah. that fight goes. It's so either, that that was it. That's I, I would. The only bet I'm willing to take for Sean O'Malley is a Sean O'Malley knockout. Yeah, he's under not, two and a half. He's yeah. He ain't. He ain't winning a submission. He's not going to submit. If he p- submits Pewter Yawn. That would be the crazy. The only way shit. he submits Peter Yawn is in some weird spectacle where he drops him, takes his back, and then he, and then he just takes, does it. Just yeah. takes what's given to him. Yeah, I don't see O'Malley taking him down at all. I see him. I wouldn't even. Him. But think about it. If O'Malley's O'Malley's fight strategy, even risk it. if I'm O'Malley and my fight strategy is pure, I'm gonna be lengthy as fuck because O'Malley's way taller, way, way bigger taller. man. So he's punching down. He's the bigger man. If he just makes distance moves sideways makes distance doesn't let him touch him it's like don't let him get near you if he tries to back him up against the cage this is the hardest man to do that against too this is the hardest dude in the division to do that Piotr Jan is going to be on him the hardest but if there's anything we can learn from Piotr Jan and his loss to Aljo which wasn't that much to learn other than Aljo was just a superior grappler and just flex grappled him for like almost two rounds there's anything we can learn from that is O'Malley has to take advantage of the gifts that he has. He hits harder. He hits longer. That's all we have. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I see either Piotr Jan just fucking smothering his ass into the canvas and like yeah. just big brothering Smashing him, him. Or I see O'Malley big brothering Piotr with strikes. I can see it, man. I can like see it. All I got to say is Pewter better not underestimate this guy. No, this Pew- is not the guy to underestimate. And Sean is drilling his wrestling and grappling. You're stupid if you don't think that. I would bet, honestly, if this is even a prop bet that you can make, forgive me if you can't, I would bet first strike of the bout, Pewter on leg kick. He's going to throw a leg kick. I wouldn't doubt it. Because um, everyone thinks O'Malley has soft ankles because of the um, Chito Vera fight. Yep. Not to fucking acknowledge Chito Vera has some of the nastiest kicks in the division, hands mm-hmm. down. And his legs are longer than Luke Rockhold's. Like the fuck, but I'm so excited for these fights. This oh, card this is so crazy. has so much potential. I'm gonna be buzzing watching Peter Yan and Sean O'Malley. I'm gonna be at like ten in the morning. Yeah, well, twelve. It's gonna be like more around one o'clock. Regardless, two o'clock. Regardless, what? right after that we have. A title fight for the co-main. Aljamain Sterling taking on TJ Dillashaw. Dude. Tough fight for, honestly, both men. Is it just me, or is it because of all these other banger fights that I have not seen a lick of marketing for that fight? At all. no. I've seen Aljo holding his title a couple of times. No shit talking. No Dillashaw hype. No nothing. And, like, again, that's a fucking pay-per-view that I would pay for. They don't even need to pay for advertising for this fucking pay-per-view, though. Like You're right. You're right, but, like... No cap, like I forgot that bout was on that card. I forgot. Yeah, not because it's a forgettable bout. That's a bonkers bout. 
But because they haven't advertised it mm-hmm. at all. TJ hasn't fought in a long time, too. And you notice... He's only fought twice in like three years. Get Think about if this Jesus. would have happened. So you had Piotr Jan, O'Malley, and then you had TJ versus fucking Aljo, same card. They've been doing that for the fallout potential. In case someone falls out, they can book one someone who's already scheduled to make weight that night. You know what I'm saying? So if we would have had a, like a fucking mix-up like we just had, they would have gave Jan his rematch... Or maybe they would have gave Sean the fucking bout on some, like, sly shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Which I would have been all for. I don't think he would have. I think Aljo. I think Aljo beats O'Malley on the ground. But that's it. Yeah. I mean, my thing is, like, Aljo will get him to the ground, though. Mm-hmm. He will. He would. You know? Um, that's, what, that's what a big question for this fight is. TJ and Sterling. Now, if TJ stays on the feet, TJ's fight. But if... Aljo gets him down, and TJ can't get back up. It's a wrap. So, again, MMA math doesn't work in real life. You can't say if he beats him. It's not rock, paper, scissors. That's not how this works. But that being said, if you look at Sanhagen versus TJ, granted, that's TJ's first fight coming back from fucking steroids or whatever. So it's his first bout back, five-round bout. He was his only bout since he's been back. He looked, And and we're talking about a streamlined Sanhagen. A streamlined Sanhagen. Still prime Sanhagen. So again, MMA math. Does, not even, not even before his prime. MMA math does not work. So I'm not going to pretend like it does, but I'm going to humor it today. So San Hagen, TJ, five round decision. TJ takes the dub. Some say it was back and forth. A lot of us agree that TJ okay. won that, but it was there was uh, there were some people there saying was, that Corey won. Some people. That's what I'm saying. That it was yeah. it was in the potential headspace of a debatable. It was outcome. Hard, it was a hard to judge. It debatable to outcome, judge. but TJ wins versus five yeah. rounds with Sanhagen. Takes him five. Takes him 25 minutes. He eats all 25. Close minutes. fight. It was a close fight. Aljo versus Sanhagen, if you recall, was like a 48 second fucking immediately took his back, back triangle, or fucking leg triangle, yeah, rear naked choke. Easy. One like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. How dare you? Yeah. yeah. So like, good night. If the 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 level of grappler that Aljo is above Sanhagen that night was so many leagues ahead of Sanhagen that he got them out. He got him out of there in like less than two minutes. TJ. The level of grappler of TJ against Sanhagen, the improved Sanhagen post that lost bout, so he had time to reflect and focus on that. TJ it took him 25 minutes, and I'm not comparing TJ's grappling to Aljo's grappling because you said on the feet TJ's that guy. We all know this, but I don't think TJ and current like if TJ was fighting Piotr Jan and that was the title bout, and Piotr Jan beat Aljo, and that's what we were looking at. I would bet that Piotr Jan wins that fight. Mm. And Piotr Jan. Just on I grappling athleticism alone, got beat by Aljo legitimately, very questionably, legitimately. but legitimately. So I just look at, I'm just going to play. Him. I'm just playing MMA math, and I think Aljo is such a superior athlete. It's all he has all the tools to win this. But when like, when push comes to shove, TJ will bite down. He'll eat some punches. He'll throw some punches, and he's a dog, bro. I think mm. I t- if TJ wins, I'm not shocked. If Aljo wins, I'm not shocked. The question but, is, can TJ stand up? Can TJ get back up? Can, can he, get back, he get back up or can he stay can, up? Can Aljo get him down yeah, and win, win or if he does, can TJ get back up? That's yeah. going to be the story of this fight. Aljo could take him can down he and get back up. Aljo could win this fight in less than two minutes, similar to the Sanhagen bout, or Aljo could go, I tw- doubt he does, he could go 25 minutes and lose fucking three rounds questionably. Mm-hmm. There's no in between with Aljo. <laughs> no in between, but one thing that is in between is a title between these two motherfuckers right here, Charles Oliveira and Islam Makashev. Okay, so the, it's the vacant title that really we all know belongs to Oliveira. 
Oliveira, if Oliveira wins this bout, he will have defeated and finished. Well, assuming he finishes, of course, but uh, let's he assume finishes, he does. He has a lot of finishes. Assuming he finishes him, he will at that point have finished guys no, uh, ranked one through five in the division he's a champion of. That's so crazy. We have. He's That's gr- crazy. He's scraping that that air. Like, sure, a Chandler rematch makes sense. Like, there's. He gets dropped, so he has like. But he's a dog. But not only that, this is his first bout, if I'm not mistaken, where he got his eyes fixed. He ain't oh, seeing triple. Oh shit, so, bro! One of two things is happening. You better watch out, this, Islam. You stupid. Th- this boy is either eating oh. no punches, and it's just gonna be great to watch, and we're gonna really see what his vision was costing him. Or we might learn that that vision was a gift and a curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You needed that shit. So who oh, knows? Man, but like, suck. there's so much riding on this fight. Like, this uh, is another thing. Can Charles stay up or get back up? I think I, Oliveira. Honestly, he's dangerous on his back. Oliveira, like, so Islam better be fucking careful. I think like, Oliveira is the underdog on the betting odds, but Oliveira has been the underdog in every title bout he's ever been in. Yeah, he's my favorite. Yeah, I'm. But like. I don't. Okay, I so want him to win. I, I want him to too, but no disrespect to Islam. I think Islam's a dog. I just think the UFC is out of respect I mean, to Charles, Khabib is forcing him down our yeah. throats, and he keeps winning. Charles he, has fought way better competition than Islam. Yeah, Islam. The only dude that Islam has fought of note is Drew Dober. That's yeah. it. So, and no disrespect. And no disrespect. I but. just think that the UFC realized that Khabib, whether it had anything to do with Connor or not, was the most marketable fighter that they've ever had since Connor. And they want that energy back. And right. they, they have the next best thing. But, like, I don't think Khabib will ever allow this to happen. But if I can dream, I can dream that fucking they cl- – he claimed in an interview that he would unretire if a, if a contender enticed him. And if Oliveira fucks up Makachev. Takes his boy out. His, yeah, his boy. And just has beaten all these other dudes that, like, Khabib either beat – literally beat or wanted the rematch. Like – if Khabib came out of retirement versus Charles Oliveira and they did that fight in fucking Brazil, that would probably be the biggest non-McGregor, non-Nate Diaz fight potentially ever. Ever. It's hard to say. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Khabib's done, done. He's, he's good. I think he's too big. He's that, too big That boy now. has to be he's walking around like big. 195 pounds. He's way too big. That now boy be. big. He can't even lose that weight. But it's all, Especially not training training like for fighting. Like He's not losing that weight. It's he's all good. But that being said, I, ah, uh, this, I don't, <laughs> this, the outcome of this fight, man, it's got so much right on it. I don't think Oliveira will lose. I won't bet against Oliveira, but those Dagestani wrestlers, man, are cut from a cloth that it's like, they have that survival quality training. They're crazy, man. They're it's, crazy. It's, I, you can't shock, the outcome of this bout will not shock me, but I, I'm riding for fucking homie. I'm Let's go, Oliveira. Charles. Yeah, I'm riding Oliveira too because honestly, like, he's just, I've watched him fight for so long. Islam has not fought the competition. He's fought a lot, but honestly, Islam is a dog. I would not be surprised if he finishes Oliveira via submission or just TKO but via ground and pound. Um, but I think Charles is going to surprise Islam. I think he's going to surprise him because Charles surprises everybody. Oh, yeah. Everybody. You th- they think that they have him, and then he surprises them. That's why he's thirty three and eight. Has some of the most finishes in the UFC. Is champion. I mean, in my eyes, is champion. Even though he missed by half a pound um, in his last title fight. Um, but I mean, that is your UFC two eighty. You have a stacked card. Um, man, I hope you guys enjoy it. Like we're going to be enjoying it here in a few hours. And so, for those of you who don't have 
the the money or the scenario to where you you can get it together to watch this bout or these bouts because it is a pay per view. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, there's a simultaneous card from One FC. And Boom! This is and the, the main event is a fucking is a real barn burner. It's John Lineker versus Fabricio Andrade Good for shit. the bantamweight world championship. That's gonna be worth. I'm like whether like that's gonna be a car or that's about. I'm gonna go back and watch no matter what. Comain lightweight Muay Thai world championship. So this is MMA but stand up only, which is what a lot of people really want to see. So for those of you who likes who don't like ground fighting, one FC's got your back. Go check out their Muay Thai bouts. But it's their lightweight belt. It's Regian Earcell versus um, Sin Samut um, Klinmi, and I'm butchering your name for sure. You're from Thailand. And the um, um, Regian Earcell, it says um, Surrey name. So forgive me. I know you guys are from an area, so I'm butchering your name. And then the only other bout worth mentioning on that that I'm aware of is the main card bout, and it's the Lightweight Submission Grappling World Championship. One does um, grappling title bouts now. It's pretty cool. Um, it's And I think this is inaugural because neither fighter has a belt photoed in their fighter photo, but it's uh, Cade or Kade Rutolo versus... Uwali Kurzev, K-U-R-Z-H-E-V. Not familiar with either of these dudes, but it's definitely something worth checking out. Like I said, you got Amazon Prime. 10 a.m. is when this card says it's happening. I don't know if that accounts for the time zone that you're in. It's on their website, but worth looking at. Check it out. Peep game. Peep it out. What do you say we uh, build this parlay and get up out of here? I'm down. And as a real quick mention, um, fucking... Shout out um, the the Colorado Avalanche. They got their rings the other night. Nah, Hockey, oh, yeah, that hockey, box was cool. That, that box is the box. Coo- that's the coolest ring box in sports that yeah, I've that ever seen. Dope. For those who didn't they had check like it little out. Screens so they shit. have these little LCD screens, and they waited, and everyone opened their ring box at the same time. At the same time, a video played, and that video shows the moment with the radio call, the second the Stanley Cup like last game finished and the avalanche solidified their championship with like a perfect song fucking so cool it. so that that's fire opening night so a tradition at um ball arenas they did this even for the nuggets warriors playoff game is they will play all the small things by blink 182 and the entire audience will sing along it's fucking cool that's fire and for the um opening night for the avalanche they fucking they played that song and all the band members flew in just to be there for that for the sing-along so mm. blink, blink was at um ball arena um, one of the players, I forget his name, who got traded to the opposing team that the, uh, the Avalanche played opening night, he was allowed to be, he was the only team or dude on his bench when they did the ceremony, and then he was allowed to be on the ice when they did the ring or whatever. So he was on the opposing team, former Avalanche. They let him participate. Super fucking cool. And then secondly, um, shout out, obviously, the Golden State Warriors. Opening night was last night. They got their rings. They fucking beat the brakes off the Lakers. You already know. Curry dropped 33. I missed the game because I fell asleep, but the highlights were lit. Um, yeah, NBA season's in full, is about to be in full swing, just started. Hockey season's in full swing, just started. We got baseball going right now. Bonkers MMA fights. Football. It's it's getting hard to have enough time in these episodes to really fucking talk about all this. It it's, is. We're we really just run out of time. We're really time. really fucking privileged right now. <laughs> privileged, dude. So, this so parlay, much sports going down. This parlay. Um, I'm sticking to MMA this weekend. I'm sticking to MMA too. Um, I have mine. If we want to go over it. Um, yeah, hit me with yours, and I'm thinking about. I mine. am going to be picking up Nikita Krylov versus Vulcan Uzdemir to not go the distance minus one eighty. 
Minus one eighty for that one. Um, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I might do, change that though. Let's see. Let's see what we're looking at. I'm gonna do Piotr Jan versus O'Malley. This is a little riskier. Okay. But I'm gonna do under two and a half on that one as well. Oh shit! Because I really think O'Malley's gonna fucking do it. Under two and a half. That is a little bit risky. I mean, Let's see. Let's see what that's at. I don't think that fight's going the distance. Under two and a half is plus one seventy two. That is an underdog bet. Is that too risky? It's not too risky. That I doesn't. Mean, I'm not even saying who wins. I'm just saying under two and a half. I'm surprised the books have that over two and a half. True. I feel like this. Bout, <laughs> you know what I mean? This bout has finish written all over. It, it does. It does. Why would it go? Why would it go all three? If Pewter can't get it done, if okay, so if Pewter can take him down, but then can't do anything from there. That's how this bet loses. I think if Piotr takes him down, he's going to... I think Piotr's strategy is going to be try to do standing full guard and just ground and pound. Yeah. Because I don't I think... I think he's going to try and ground and pound him. I don't, I don't think, think he's going to... Because of the, the size difference, I don't think he's going to engage in a true guard. I think he's going to try to stand over him. I think Sean O'Malley's hard to submit to. He's just big. He's long. He's a very long person but for the division. We haven't really seen O'Malley with a grappler who tried to just grapple to him and take it to him. Everyone, when they fight O'Malley, they just have that, like... That jitters, like, I really don't want to lose to mm. this guy. Like, so true. All right, so we have our two-leg parlay. My leg, Vulcan Uzdemir versus Nikita Krylov will not go the distance. That's a minus 180. Then we had Dave here picking up Pewter Yan versus Sean O'Malley under two and a half rounds. Plus 172. Our parlay comes up to plus 323 if you bet $5 Ooh. on that. You get $16.16. If you bet $10 on that, you get $32.31, okay? That's a pretty good odd parlay right there. Do not sleep on that. I am definitely going to put some money on that Yep. right now. And everybody, you should just check out your betting apps. Look for those game day parlays or those game day bets because sometimes they give you really lucrative deals like no sweat bets, shit like that. When When they haven't quite hit their assumed, like, quota for bet whatever they typically will throw the non-betters a bone so mm. worth taking note these odds are definitely going to change come fight night i can't wait to see when they walk out what those fucking odds are <sighs> and then do we get a press conference we had a fight press they had, conference. they had one today immediately so we had a canceled one for the the backstage fight beef or whatever and then we had a canceled one because mark zuckerberg so Let's let come me, on, Zuck. I want to see if I want to see one, bro. I like post fight conferences a lot, man. I like, I like all of it. I like the shit talk. I like what they think that like. I like when they forecast the the ending of the bout. Mm. I like when fighters who aren't even scheduled to fight each other talk shit. That's my favorite. Like that's his Favi. You don't get that. You don't talk about my fucking mother, Michael Chiesa, Kevin Lee moment if you don't have a press conference. <laughs> so it's so true. Let us have these press conferences, my guy. I think they should have more. If you ask me, I mean. Is that too much to ask, maybe? That might be too much. Yeah. I mean, just give a us post some, and a pre's good. Let us get some maybe more back more and forth. All right, let's scroll through this. I want to just make sure we're not missing anything too, too important. You know what I mean? Too, too important. I'm not seeing much, though, man. I'm just checking my news feeds we real missed quick. Some, just some in boxing case I'm missing bouts. anything. Oh, yeah. Some boxing bouts did take place, like Caleb Plant fucking destroyed, Caleb Plant. destroyed his opponent. Wilder destroyed Wilder his opponent. Baptized oh, his my opponent. God. And then cried after. Yeah, dude. It was Imagine all- baptizing the opponent that you fight so bad that you cry after. Dude. <laughs> like, you've fucking. You fucked his, him up. his career <laughs> was on ice, low key. So he needed he that. He needed that. He needed that. 
who knows what's next for all of them but like it was an impressive couple of bouts like there was a lot going on um i saw a fucking um tommy fury claims that he all i hear is i'm coattailing ksi but he claims he wants to do two bouts in one night good luck saw that recently good luck but like tommy you're you're washed no one wants to see you Good luck, Tom. Good luck. No one Next cares week, anymore. Next week, we'll preview fucking that, that Jake Paul card. I was going to say, that's coming we up got real our quick. show. That's coming up fast. Next I know, week, it's on the freaking show date. Yeah, next week, are we going to be doing a different showtime as well to account for the show? This, this we'll, pod? We'll talk to Derek about it more. Cool. So, you know, just stay be tuned, prepared. Guys. Be Check prepared. Check your notifications, people. Yeah, just be prepared. Um, we've just been busy, busy, busy. So, some, like, like today, we're filming on a Wednesday. This is released on Fight Day. So, yep, some stuff's... Ends up happening. We're all busy, but we're working hard. And never forget your sport champs. Thank you guys for joining us for this episode. And we appreciate you so much. Do not forget to put in your parlay. And um, I would sell you tickets, but the concert already happened, y'all. So have a good night. Follow me everywhere. Hit the link tree below. Um, at Rick G. The Profit, like profit like money on Instagram. And shout yourself out. Dave, let's get out of here, man. You already know. David meets world underscore on Instagram. That's pretty much where I'm at. Again, I need to post more. I'm just kind of a social media ghost these days, but it is what it is. He ghost. Yup. Call me Casper, the friendly host. Ooh. But nah, it is what it is. You already know. Catch us at this show. Fucking buy tickets to your Kurt Cobain show. This will already have happened by the time y'all are seeing this, I'm sure. I went Liddy. Pull up. Fucking Halloween show. We just got, we got a lot going. A lot Big going moves. On. Power moves. That's all we make, dude. This, the, the, brother, we're a network. Like, we ready. We mm. ready.